Hello, everybody. I'm Kathy Yang. This is the podcast edition of Business Nightly. Markets here in Asia rallying ahead of the resumption of the U.S.-China trade talks. Philippine shares in particular managed to bounce back to the 7,700 level. Details from Michelle Ong. Philippine shares joined most Asian markets higher on Tuesday as investors await high-level trade negotiations between Beijing and Washington happening later this week. The PSEI gained 1% to close back above the 7,700 level. Domestic investors are, are selling just because uh, they're anticipating another round of negotiations between the U.S. and China this week. So they're probably remaining very, very defensive. Assuming negotiations bring about some positive developments, we can see both even foreign and local investors coming back in the, the index. Among the day's big movers, SM Prime, SM Investments and Ayala Corp, as well as chippy maker Universal Rubina. The liquidity situation, I think, is improving a lot. Mm -hmm. And that is what is contributing to, to the bounce uh, today. First, Resorts World, uh, uh, the, the tender offer is, is finished. That's uh, like uh, another 5 billion pesos uh, in the market. Um, Axelum was listed yesterday. Yesterday's volume was close to around a billion pesos. On Thursday, All Home will be listed and hopefully some institutional buying comes in. Meanwhile, Axela manages to recover slightly, up a fifth of 1%. So, will Manny Villar's All Home suffer the same fate come IPO on Thursday? Well, first Metro Securities consultant Robbie Samson doesn't think so. At its IPO price, All Home is at about 20 times its uh, PE ratio, which is lower than its peers. Wilcon right now, we believe it's, uh, the PE ratio is 28. Another thing is that uh, right now, possibly All Home is the more well-known stock being owned by the Villiers. For IPOs at all homes range, it actually performed positive, positively on the first day. Uh, although it's not very much, so I think it, it ranges by about 2 to 5% uh, in a day. So we think that all homes should still perform well, but investors should definitely temper their expectations. Michelle Long, ABS-CBN News. The Philippine Central Bank not ruling out more cuts in the bank's reserve requirement ratios. The Philippine Central Bank just announced a 100 basis point cut to take effect in November, bringing the total reduction for 2019 to 300 basis points. But Central Bank Governor Benjamin Diokno says there is a lot more data to consider, like inflation for October to December, the third quarter GDP growth report due out in November, and an updated growth outlook for the world economy. We're looking at the data, ganun, kung, kung pwede pa, bakit hindi? The 15 single digit is 9, let's say, mm -hmm. so you can extrapolate. Uh, I, have, I have how many? Two years and a half from, from, from January. A lower triple R would allow banks to lend more to help spur economic growth. It has the same effect as a reduction in key interest rates, which makes loans cheaper, encouraging more borrowing. Diokno, however, feels the Philippine Central Bank is already done cutting interest rates after cutting them thrice this year for a total of 75 basis points.
wala yung yung siguro pababayaan muna namin. Oh, okay, sarado na. Sarado okay. na yan. Sarado. Okay, Good. sarado na muna yan. I think happy naman, everybody's happy, diba? Real estate developer Ayala Land eager to get the ball rolling and what will be the first ever real estate investment trust in the Philippines 10 years after the REIT law was enacted in 2009. Ayala Land CFO Augusto Bengzon says now that the Securities and Exchange Commission has released the revised rules, which the industry hopes would address all issues of the law, they are raring to go. SEC Commissioner Efrio Amatong, however, says there is still a lot of work to be done on the rules, but he is hopeful they can get it all done within the year, provided all stakeholders are on the same page. This is the first time we've actually put out uh, clearly the rules on, uh, uh, on the minimum public offering for the REIT, which will be 33%, not just the 25% uh, that we were talking about earlier. Uh, and the reinvestment requirement. At the same time, we are in uh, consultation and uh, coordination with the BIR because uh, the BIR and the Department of Finance. Because um, even as we change our rules, there would need to be a parallel uh, amendment of the current revenue regulation. Once the REIT rules are done, Amatong says they can start working on other key reforms, including the raising of the public float requirements for all listed companies from 10% to 20 or 25%. Amatong says they are considering a grace period of up to five years for compliance. Another heated discussion over the Duterte administration's second tax reform package. Finance Secretary Carlos Dominguez had some choice words for Philippine Economic Zone Authority Director General Charito Plaza as he clarified speculations regarding the contentious bill. More from Warren de Guzman. The Finance Department broadcast live on its Facebook page Finance Secretary Carlos Dominguez's speech and question-and-answer session at the 14th Philippine Forum of Regional Financial Periodical, The Asset. After fielding a few questions on CITIRA, or the proposed Corporate Income Tax and Incentive Rationalization Act, he had this exchange regarding Director General Charito Plaza of the Philippine Economic Zone Authority. Yeah, she doesn't think her department's going to exist in a few months. So. Has she read the uh, proposed legislation? I, I, I guess the answer. Have you read it? Uh, I'm familiar with it. No. Have you read it? If you read the law, okay, is that there will be a review, a body that's going to review all the fiscal incentives granted by all the different uh, agencies. That's all. The Senate is currently debating Sitira, which aims to reduce corporate income taxes from a regional high of 30% to 20%, offsetting the lost revenues through the rationalization of fiscal incentives. Supporters say it is long overdue, specifically the lowering of the corporate income tax, which has made the Philippines less competitive. But Plaza and the Joint Foreign Chamber say the rationalization of fiscal incentives will result in the loss of up to 700,000 jobs. Plaza later clarified she never said she felt PESA would no longer exist sometime soon. She also said it is normal for global investors to speculate on the impact of changing policies and government should be open-minded when reacting to such concerns. 
Plaza has long called for the exemption of PESA from Sitira. She maintains Sitira is sound and should be implemented, but government should leave PESA incentives alone, as these have been proven effective in drawing in investment. PESA held an Investments Insights Roundtable discussion on Sitira Tuesday while Dominguez was at the Philippine Forum. Thought leaders there seem supportive of the bill, but are also wary of the consequences of incentive rationalization. If the experts, the government agencies, claim that there will be no inflationary impact, and it did happen in 2018, then now I don't have any trust to believe that there will be no job losses. I'm still supporting the reform. It's just that I will not be blindsided or that I will not be quiet on things that has to be addressed. The Senate Committee on Ways and Means, chaired by Senator Pia Cayetano, is currently awaiting the results of a study by the Senate Economic Planning Office based on data from all stakeholders involved to determine the extent of job losses, if any, from Sitira. Warren de Guzman, ABS-CBN News. New Clark City set to formally open on November 8th, ahead of the 30th Southeast Asian Games. That is according to Basis Conversion and Development Authority President Vince Dizon. Despite initial challenges involving sustainability and inclusivity, Dizon says New Clark City's development will still push through in the coming decades. Here's an excerpt of my exclusive chat with him. It's one thing to plan. It's one thing to put everything in the drawing board. But it's a completely different thing to actually get on, get on the ground and start implementing and uh, making it happen. And that's, I think, what President Duterte has proven and has done by, by showing that in less than two years, phase one of a mega development such as New York City can actually be built in less than two years. So that's phase one, but that's then phase you, one. you've still got phase two. Yes. And, and in fact, actually, three. we have phase what? one B. Mm -hmm. This is actually phase one A. And what is phase one phase B? Phase one B is going to add more government buildings, which includes the, uh, the Judiciary Center and the BSP Mint. We aim to complete both uh, facilities by the time the president ends his term in 2022. So that's part of phase 1B. It's a flagship project that really rests on, on sustainability. This is a green, yes. intended to be a resilient, uh, disaster resilient city. Yes. How do you find the balance between environment sustainability and inclusivity, especially for BCDA? Because some of the critics say that there is a problem with the displacement of the indigenous communities that use to be housed yeah. where we are right now. The challenge of building a new city, and especially for us in the Philippines, is really to ensure, number one, that it is inclusive. If you look at city developments, uh, both from the government and the private sector, I think inclusivity is, is a challenge. No, because a lot of them are very high-end developments. They're really built for the well-to-do. Um, but here, since this is all government land, this is all public land, we want to ensure that everybody benefits from this city. What about the farmer communities? Because those have, they've also had an issue about losing their land to development. We land. will only ask the farmers to vacate when we're going to develop an area already. What we're doing, number one, is we're providing a lot of financial assistance to them. If they have houses, we are providing free relocation areas for them, all of which will be within New Clark City. Second is we're also providing them with alternative livelihoods. You know, like, like I said, a lot of the people who worked here are all from the area. 
at peak construction. At, at peak construction. All of them and, had been employed yes, by the construction and, of phase one. And the construction here, I don't think it's going to stop in the next 15, 20, 25 years. And before we go, this year's Nobel Prize in Physics is awarded to a trio for their groundbreaking work in astronomy. Scientist James Peebles was awarded half the prize for theoretical discoveries in physical cosmology, while the other half went to scientists Michael Mayer and Didier Queloz for their discovery of an exoplanet orbiting a solar-type star. The Royal Swedish Academy of Sciences says this year's laureates have transformed the world's ideas about the cosmos. Congratulations, gentlemen. And that's it for today. This is the podcast edition of Business Nightly. You can watch highlights, recaps, and exclusive content of our shows online. Subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Thank you for joining us.